Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo podcast. This week, we will be talking about some of the April Fool's jokes that Nintendo pulled. There aren't a lot of them, but we'll go through them. Also, what to expect for Nintendo's digital E3 this year, Pac-Man 99, and a whole lot more. I am your host, Casey DeFridis, and this week, I am joined by Brian Altano. Hey, what's up? 
Good to be Thanks back. for coming. It's been so long. I know. Is this <laughs> Switch Pro out yet? It's been a minute. It's not. But we've been. <laughs> we're going to talk about it this week, like every single time that we have been. We will talk about it every week until we hear about it, and then we'll talk about it some more. But until then, yeah. Seth Macy. Hello, uh, Super Nintendo's. Thank you for being here, and Red I Valentine. Love being here, yes. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you guys. I'm just like not good today. We, the issue is weeks. we're, we're overextending our intros our personally, and then it's not it, all the dominoes are falling down. I should never be on the show again, really. No, it's my it's my fault for in, for introducing you in a way in which left it open ended for you to add more to it, and then I just steamroll through you. It's completely my fault, and I apologize, Reb Valentine. <laughs> I didn't come prepared with a monologue today, so. That was a wonderful mm. monologue, though. I, I appreciate that. But everyone, thank you so much for being here. And we I want to start off the show just quickly running through a couple of the April Fool's jokes from Nintendo and Nintendo adjacent properties. There weren't a ton. And I did just tell Brian and Seth that I would clue them in on what I did last week. So for those of you who missed it, if you don't want spoilers, go watch <laughs> last week's episode now, like the first 15 minutes. All right, I'm going to tell you guys what I did. So everyone knows Balan Wonderworld, and Tom gave it a 4 out of 10, and we're talking about it. And I told everyone on the show that actually I really enjoyed it. I played for three hours. I think everyone should play it. You get a dragon costume. That's the first one you unlock. It's completely wow. worth playing. And they actually believed me. They just heard the dragon costume. They're like, oh, that makes sense. And completely <laughs> respected my opinion, but no, actually, I don't actually think bell and wonder world is great but they all believe me. That? that's not that's not a that's that's a, that's a that's a attack on people's wallets like that is a, <laughs> that's not a prank you just you trick people into spending money on the thing that you know, i told everyone april fools five minutes after i said it was great so. <laughs> the best uh, comments on that episode were the people who were playing into the joke and saying oh i just watched the first 10 minutes and now i'm gonna go buy bell and wonder world what did i miss that shout out to you people that was a good joke i i've bought games uh, in the middle of this show, like I'll grab yep. my switch to somebody. So I bet I bet you there's a lot of people being like, well, you know, Casey's got good taste in games. Usually our, <laughs> our personalities are adjacent. Let's see what's going on here. And then grab their switch and start. <laughs> that's, that's cruel. That's cruel I, and mean. I really hope you. I did not actually make oh, anyone buy Bell and run during the four, for five minutes. I think it takes way longer to get the eShop going and to buy a game than five minutes. It does, yes. That thing lags on me every time. It doesn't but... take five minutes to load up the eShop. Yeah, like, a... like on, on the Wii, I think that was the case. Yeah, because it's I don't like 56 Don't sit there watching that. Oh, I love it. Are you guys on dial-up? Like, what's the... No, I don't... My, my Switch is great. Everything online works well until I open up the eShop. Oh, you got one of those I... haunted eShops. It happens one out of a hundred. I... I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's where Mogwai come from. <laughs> Where did, what? <laughs> Where did they come from? It was a gremlins joke. Timely goofs. <laughs> oh, about oh my goodness. movie from 1984. Yeah. Oh, God. I apologize. <laughs> it's like, what the heck is that? But now I remember. But speaking of weird critters taking things over, oh. I don't know. Segway. Um, that was a great. <laughs> one of the April Fool's jokes. Um, all of the Pokemon social media accounts were taken over by Bidoof. And for those of you who don't know Bidoof... Oh, that's oh! oh look at still him. see it. Yeah, look at that beat of. So, for all the Pokemon social media accounts, I just posted pictures of this this sweet boy. If you think he's a sweet boy, and responded yeah. to everyone yeah. with a simple beatoof in all lower caps. And then at the end of the day, they responded with trainers. We deeply apologize for the beatoofery that occurred on our social media <laughs> channels today. The content shared falls far below our standards, and we are currently looking into this matter. 
<laughs> no, you missed. You missed. There was a very important element of this you did not what describe. So this had already been going on for about half the day. And at, let's see, at 2.12 p.m. Central Time, I opened up my inbox, uh, my personal email, to find a subject line that just said Bidoof. Um, from the Pokemon Company (laughs) International. And I opened it up and all it says is Bidoof with a button that I can click on that also says Bidoof. And if I click on the button, it takes me to the the Bidoof fan cam that is playing that that wonderful saxophone music and and the video we are looking at now. Um, it was it was the highlight of my day. It was the best thing that happened the entire April Fool's Day. I didn't even see that email. Oh my god! Thank you for telling me. Is it, <laughs> like, is it a flying squirrel beaver man? What is it's, it? It's like, like a yeah, beaver with a neck beard. Yeah, yeah. so Bidoof will always hold a special place in my heart because I one time tried to do a Nuzlocke run of uh, Pokemon <sighs> Pearl, and I ran up against uh, the first. One of the first gym leaders, who I believe is a rock type gym leader, and I didn't have anything that could deal with her. I was I was younger at the time; I didn't have like all the Pokemon memorized yet. Um, and somebody informed me I had a Bidoof on my team that I wasn't using because, like, why would it ever do anything useful for me? And someone informed me that its evolution, Bibarel, uh, is part water type and can learn water type moves. And that Bibarel, oh, that Bibarel stuck by me through the whole rest <laughs> of that Nuzlocke run. She was amazing. I love her forever. Aww. But I guess. Bi- Bidoof is also just generally a joke Pokemon. I think people thought it looked very stupid when it was first announced. And I mean, like, Casey. (laughs) (laughs) But also, also Pokemon adjacent um, April Fool's Day joke there. The raid battles in Sword and Shield were taken over by Magikarp and they were uncatchable. (laughs) Uncatchable Magikarp in in raid battles. So people that is a big troll. Very funny. Maybe a time waster, but at least they weren't like. Here's a super ultra rare shiny legendary. And like, oh, just kidding, you can't catch this. So that's uh, fine. At least um, I didn't tell a bunch of people to buy Balan Wonderworld. <laughs> yeah. For five minutes, okay. <laughs> and I never said just the words. Go enough. I said people should play this game. And also there was a free demo. So hopefully oh. people will get the free demo first. <laughs> but there wasn't a whole lot other Nintendo mainly Nintendo April Fool's jokes this year, but there were Fortnite advertised a Diamond Hand skin. What do you guys think about that? Did you guys see that? I actually thought they were serious for a moment. They almost got me. I mean, that's kind of the thing about Fortnite. It's like, why even make a joke? Because they'll do the... Remember when Travis Scott did a concert inside of Fortnite? Like, that sounds that like... That was very April- cool. It was very cool, but if you... Out of context, you're like, well, that's a goof. Mm-hmm. That's something they just made up. They don't, yeah. They're not going to actually. Have uh, you saying Scott? that now? I didn't realize that that was not real because so. To be clear, on April Fool's Day in games, people will both make jokes that are not real, but they will also reveal things that seem very silly, but they are actually real. And I saw that and I thought, oh, yeah, that's probably in Fortnite. Sure. Because because yeah. what isn't in Fortnite at this point? Right. Like, that's what I'm what saying. Ridiculous? Like, I'm pretty sure most of the time I play as either a blue goo creature or like a pancake <laughs> man with like a skewer weapon. I, I don't pay that much attention to Fortnite when I'm playing it. I just want to you know run around. Yeah, I mean, but, they, they yeah. put J.J. Abrams in that game. Like, there's really no... we're at that point where it's like any jokes that they make up like they revealed the backstory to the rise of skywalker like christopher (laughs) nolan like showed a movie and like anything you make up is like not going to be as ridiculous as actual real things that happened in that game (laughs) i really i really did i thought it it was a joke skin but a joke skin in the game but actually it's just Mm -hmm. a joke skin that is also a joke and not in the game but I 
I'm, I'm not going to go into what Diamond Hands is. You, you guys can look it up. It's fine. It's all over the internet. There's plenty of explainer pieces. If you're interested, you can go read about it. Um, also, which really alarmed me, because I had told people last week about a tie, um, the Tasmanian Tiger game out on the Switch last week. And then I saw that there was also an April Fool's joke trailer about a tie the Tasmanian Tiger game. And I'm like, oh my God, did I just fell, fall for that and then tell everyone that it was real? No, it's a totally different thing. For April Fool's, oh, tie the Tasmanian Tiger for 3D remaster. It's not a thing. That was a joke. Very glad. <laughs> that, that was a totally different thing than the game I talked about last week. So That's not real? So there's tie the Tasmanian Tiger 2 came out on the Switch last week. But mm -hmm. Ty Tasmanian Tiger 4 3D remaster announcement is wrong. Is is an April Fool's. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it's fine. But also, um, Platinum's April Fool's of last year actually is getting a release on the Switch. And this, they tweeted, the Platinum 4 bonus stage has finally been revealed. Check out the gameplay teaser for Soul Cresta, an all-new title with the soul of the classic shooting games Moon Cresta and Terra Cresta, known for docking and formation shooting action. So... Their uh, their fake their fake game from last year is actually getting released. It's a small announcement all around their their big website about a bunch of different announcements. Still don't know about Bayonetta, but this is cool. We're actually hey. doing a thing. Yeah, it looks. I mean, I, I'm I love these kind of games in theory. I'm actually horrible at them. <laughs> I love everything about them, like the aesthetics, the way that they play. I love the first level of all of these games because I see them over <laughs> and over and over again. Yeah, I'm not I'm not good at them. But yeah, this looks awesome. This looks fun. Announcing something intended to be fake and then making it real for the following April Fool's Day is a very Platinum Games thing to do. It, it cut out a little bit, so I wasn't sure if you were into talking or Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> sorry. Uh, just, an, 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 announcing something on April Fool's Day and then making it real one April Fool's Day letter, later is a very Platinum Games thing to do. Yes. <laughs> Who's the April Fool now? We what are. Did they, what, did they, what was their prank this year? Was that going to be real next year? I don't. I think that w their prank was announcing was that it's real. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not a prank. Was there anything? I know there were a lot of other pranks that other websites put out that were very uh, cool and unique. But were did any of you have any other favorite April Fools jokes that were Nintendo adjacent from last week? I don't remember any other Nintendo yeah. adjacent ones. No. I think everybody's kind of not in an April Fool. April Fool's mood. mood. Yeah. Not really. Yeah, my favorite. This is not Nintendo related. My favorite is always the the Blizzard fake patch notes for World of Warcraft because I'm a big World of Warcraft fan. They are consistently funny every single year. This this has nothing to do with video games. I tweeted this out, but a, a company <laughs> seven that makes action figures. Oh yeah, they made they made an Invisible Man action figure, and it was five bucks. <laughs> they actually printed it, and it showed up. And as as it's just empty, and oh, I think maybe he's in there. Who knows? But Wait, he's, they sent his, you an empty box. Yeah, no, it's just it's just an, a, a straight up like action figure package with nothing. It's just as the title, and then where the picture of the man should be, there's nothing, and where the action figure should be inside is nothing. And on the back, <laughs> it shows all the other action figures, and then for the Invisible Man, it just has his name and it doesn't show what he looks. <laughs> wow! Like. So, I, oh, that's he, very good. He could be in there or not. He is. But I'm, you don't want to open it and spoil the value. No. I appreciate the commitment to the bit. <laughs> that's very good. That's, yeah, that's good. I did too. I didn't think they would ever, a, a company would actually print out empty boxes, but you know, <laughs> if, if you could sell it, if, go go for it. Good for them. Mm -hmm. Reminds me of when like Cards Against Humanity had people pay to just like dig a big hole or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. 
It was like a box of S word or something. They, yeah, they've, they've done a lot of things like that. <laughs> yeah. I actually paid. I paid for that, and they never sent me one. And then I contacted customer support, and they never got back to me. So April Fool's. Oh, <laughs> April Fool's on you. Yeah. You're you're you just got a me. fool. Oh no. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, there's our short roundup of April Fool's. This year, I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals. So I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your television. Uh, the Boston Bruins home opener. I went to watch it and boom, blackout restrictions apply, which I thought was kind of ridiculous because I'm still 200 miles away from Boston, but whatever. Had I had NordVPN, that wouldn't have been a problem. I would have just gone in, changed my settings to another geographic area, and boom, I could have been watching all the Boston Bruins home games like it was nothing at all. So now I have NordVPN, and I can watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated. It's the same thing with, like, Netflix. It has all these complicated licensing rules, which from one country to another don't really make sense. So something you could watch on South Korean Netflix, you won't be able to watch on the United States Netflix unless NordVPN, boom, switch to South Korea, and you're watching whatever Korean drama that you want I highly recommend you do that. I haven't done it myself, but people seem to enjoy them. And who am I to try to bring down people's enjoyment? Uh, NordVPN, more than just entertainment and sports availability, it's going to protect you, especially when you're traveling, when you're using public Wi-Fi. People are trying to get in there. They're creeping on you. Bad actors, people trying to steal your password, your bank account details. Who knows what the government's doing these days? I can't keep track. They're all over the damn place. NordVPN... It's going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, it's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. Uh, um unsavory actors are out there. If you want to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. That's nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. Victor Charlie. Uh, that link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There is no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nice of them, and I appreciate that. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored pranks from last week or adjacent i don't know april fool's <laughs> festivities but now on to some more important news we do have a confirmation that nintendo will be participating in the digital e3 this year mm -hmm. 21 honestly i feel like it's not going to be that different for nintendo considering like past years have also just been digital i'm sorry there's a lizard on my wall i'm just gonna ignore that. oh yeah um, no normal Oh, interesting. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> anyway, what, sh <laughs> what should we expect from Nintendo for E3 this year? <laughs> hmm. That's 
Mm. I mean, I think we're at the point sim. where it's likely we're going to see Breath of the Wild too, right? Like, like yes. that's we're about up at that spot. It's time yeah. we get a trailer. I yeah. I agree, and. The reason I was saying I don't think it's going to be that different is because in the past couple of years, Nintendo E3s have not been live presentations. They have been Nintendo Directs. So I assume this will also be a full Nintendo Direct that we have gotten in the likes of like E3 2019, which was amazing. The only thing missing will be the demos and hands-on festivities on the show floor of E3. But for people at home, there's not going to be much of a difference barring you you might not have... I mean, you know what? They will probably still have some demos, but they will probably be yeah. hands-off presentations rather than hands-on demos. So mm-hmm. the only yeah. thing different for people at home is that they will not be hands-on previews of games that people like us were able to play on the show floor. But everything else should be the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did a I did a hands-off preview just like last last month last month of a new Pokemon Snap, mm-hmm. and it, yeah, it. Yeah, you you really want to be hands-on with things to feel how they play. With something like new Pokemon Snap, it's not quite as big a deal, I think, mm-hmm. um, because you're there to see kind of the look the look of it and what all's there, and you're less there to see the feel of the game, even though that is also important. Um, you know, I feel for something like like Breath of the Wild, maybe, or hmm. any Mario of any kind, that's maybe right. uh, more of a problem. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, they'll still on do something. Rails animal sure. photography game for sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we know about how that's going to play. Like, you might be like, I would have personally taken a more artistic photo of that Bidoof back there, but, you know, <laughs> you do. True. You. Um, yeah, I, I talked about this on Podcast Beyond <clears throat> this week. Um, the Companies have been using this program called Parsec uh, to basically beam pre-release demos to people. Um, and I don't know if, how Nintendo interfaces with that because they're kind of, you know, it, it doesn't seem like their stuff crosses over to PC no. the same way as, like, say, mm-hmm. like, the new Assassin's Creed or Watch Dogs or something like that. But I, I do hope that there is access for press um, and even the general public to play stuff like Breath of the Wild 2 or any new content coming to a number of their games. Um, what will be interesting is that uh, if there is a hardware reveal this year... Um, that's something that you do want to get hands on with. Like if there's a big switch, you want to hold it. And we're in a situation where we can't really do that um, unless they mail them all to us, which I think is a great idea. Personally, I'm going to put that out there <laughs> right now. They I, won't do that. <laughs> they won't. I mean, yeah. it would even be great if they just mailed some people totally non-functioning, like you can't even turn it on just so that we could hold it. Xbox did that. Yeah, yeah they did. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Microsoft did that with the Xbox Series X and the Series S, and they mailed it to Ryan McCaffrey, and he had this big, you know, hollow box, but it was like, he got to put it in his entertainment center and pretend that it could play games. Like, it's, you know, that's, I think it's a start, right? We've, yeah. we, like, Fran Mirabella, who used to work at IGN, made a fake GameCube controller out of clay that we had in the old IGN office based on, like, a hands-on event he went to slash rumors or people describing it or maybe he saw pictures no i, I think, the exact he, I think he went to an event where he could see it but couldn't mm. take pictures of it or take it home or anything so right. yeah then he just cool. made it from memory it's yeah. a rudimentary cool. 3d scan with his so, eyeballs look forward to the nintendo voice chat um entirely made of play-doh <laughs> <Nintendo Switch Pro. laughs> preview event coming this summer 
I think it's really reasonable to assume that Nintendo might take advantage of the fact that it's been doing a lot more free demos on the eShop. There are piles of them. I was awakened to this information fairly recently. And, you know, Steam has been doing a lot of more free demos now that people are staying at home. Um, and I think I think Nintendo would should take advantage of that as well around E3, you know, show a bunch of games and then just dump a ton of free demos on the eShop so that everybody can enjoy them. I agree. I, I feel like even if they wanted to make it like a limited time access thing um, where they they only exist throughout the duration of E3. That Before could be we kill Mario. Before yeah. we kill Mario. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting uh, scenario. In the grand scheme of things, it, it doesn't seem like a lot of business will change for Nintendo specifically. Like Casey was saying earlier, they haven't done a stage show in front of a sold out crowd for many, many years now. Um, and so I, I think a, a direct is a direct. It is interesting. Like Doug Bowser specifically said, like, you know, we're really excited to get everyone back together for E3, do all that again. I, they don't necessarily need to be sort of content aligned with the E3 logo to get their messaging out. They didn't last year and they had one of their best years in history. So yeah. they're doing, they're doing fine. Um, I, I, I said the same thing about PlayStation uh, recently. Like the, these these companies are doing really well, but uh, I, there's something that's kind of cool about E3 being this you know couple of days span, this celebration of games, and I'm really happy to see like all these companies coming in together on it. Um, yeah, like I, I'm I'm actually this is this is that really cool part of of the Nintendo Switch's lifespan at this point where we've gotten some of the big guns out of the way over the last few years. And I want to see them get weird and see what's next. I've said for years now, like this is this is when you do your wave races and your your punch outs and yeah. you know, your 3D open world urban champion. Like there's a lot of opportunity <laughs> to really Everybody's connect. Been after. Yeah. Year of Waluigi, year of Waluigi. Waluigi, yeah. Well, I, I, I put a joke in a script like multiple times last year for or last week for a game called uh, Waluigi's Love Hut. Whoa, which right. is not real. I photoshopped the box art and everything, but it's not real. But this is maybe give that man a game. Give him his own Give, it. Give him a yes. game. People would buy it. People <laughs> yeah. would buy that game. Well, I don't think that, you know, from the perspective of people at home, I don't think the E3 is going to be that much different. I just speaking from my own experience, having only gone to one E3 in 2018, I would watch the digital presentation at home and be like, oh man, it wasn't until I was at E3 and I realized that Nintendo just has like one quarter of the convention hall, like yeah. Nintendoized, and then there's a million lines. And that I've told this story before is when Shigeru Miyamoto popped out of a broom closet, like inches in front of me. It's my favorite <laughs> E3 story to tell. Cause Tom Marks actually had to hold me as I started to fall back. So my <laughs> knees were giving out. I was so excited. Wait, is this a joke? No, I was, I told like Tom, I was like, if, if Shigeru Miyamoto's here, I'm going to like pass out if I see him. And then so, like he, he came out of an office and was three feet like in front of me. And he, you know, he looking very I, sharp and dapper. I didn't, I didn't want to spoil this, um, but part of the E3 from Home initiative is that Shigeru Miyamoto will be popping out of all of our broom closets <laughs> one by one. And it's it's almost it's like Santa Claus powers, basically. Uh, we don't know how he visits mm -hmm. this many homes in a day, but he's gonna it's gonna be great. So you're gonna leave out, out your uh, your, uh, mil your milk and cookies. <laughs> milk and cookies. <laughs> For all of those out there who don't have a closet in your room, I apologize. I guess you're just mm -hmm. going to have to move before you it just come through the window. <laughs> he actually he no, flies just like Santa. Just like Santa runs away. Yeah, yeah you're right. He, he flies Santa? a Mario Kart. Uh, it's, it's dragged by 12 different colored Yoshis. And if you leave, if you leave some mushrooms and some pasta. Out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I'll show up at your house. I'm, I'm so – I mean, Doug Bowser did say we'll make this format fun and engaging. And what's oh, more engaging man, than the man wait. himself popping out of your closet? <laughs> Excited. Oh, man. They do look forward to seeing us all in June. Doug Bowser, that's what he said. That's what he said. All of us. All of us all, specifically. All the just the four of us on NBC right now. <laughs> no. But – we man now i'm just thinking never mind (laughs) (laughs) so there was there for people who could go to e3 and they did open it up more to the public previously i think 2018 2019 rather was the first big year for that no 2018 was and then 2019 was the second year they did that so in 2020 we were going to get an orchestra to commemorate mario's 35th anniversary and this year it is Zelda's 35th anniversary, so I can only assume the show floor presence would have been dominated. I mean, by look Zelda. at all the Zelda stuff that we've gotten so far. We got. And. There was. And a, who could uh, forget? Yeah. And, but uh, that's because they've mostly been focusing on Metroid, which I think has been. Also. Just a, uh, a nonstop. Just one of the craziest birthday parties I've ever been to personally. Just not nonstop celebration. Yep. We've got tons of new. Um, there's, uh, there's, they got, there's the, you can, if there's space is up above us. Everywhere you, you look. Everywhere yeah. you look is space, really. Um, des- Desolation has been a big theme for that franchise. I feel that a lot. So that's been a great yeah. year, really. <laughs> that was a great really. summary of all of the amazing things we've gotten from Nintendo for Zelda and Metroid recently. Oh, yep. yeah. But we, I think we'll see even more. I mean, even more that might even top more. what we've seen well, so far. During I do imagine more than what we've gotten. But. Think I about, I mean, hasn't it, has the last year not been a Metroidvania? We all started with our powers and then they took them away. Yeah. And we've been trying to get them back for the last Boo. year. I mean. <laughs> To be to be fair, we're joking. I I do think they will ramp up, and I think they're going to yeah. do awesome, oh, awesome please, stuff. And I can't wait please, to be please. wrong. I can't wait to be sitting here in the fall, being like, "Oh, you know, have, which which is these like limited edition life size tunics did you guys purchase?" Like, you know. I can't wait for them to kill Pac Man to give us Zelda. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, Nintendo in, has not shown off a huge new Zelda game. In anything besides an E3 setting, in that is true. Oh, oh that's so. True. It would make sense that we see more of the next Zelda title at this year's E3 in conjunction <sighs> with maybe the new Nintendo Switch, because that's right, probably maybe what we're going to be getting Zelda. On. I mean, we're going to be able to play Zelda on everything, maybe. but yeah. Also worth pointing out, the Metroid Prime Four logo. Made its initial debut at E3. 800 days ago. The logo. What? Is wow. it been 800 days? It's been over no, it's, 800 wait, wait, wait. days now. It's been 800 yeah. days since they mentioned Metroid 4 in any official capacity, right? Yeah. Do you all just have a tracker on your desktops for this? No, yeah, people were tweeting it. I, I just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have I should have feigned it with Seth. <laughs> Actually, very few, I, and I feel old constantly, but that made me feel really. That was like, wow, life is just. That was like a montage of just like, you know, it was like when old Captain America shows up at the end of Endgame. You're like, how much time has passed? <laughs> Eight hundred so days. I, yeah. Oh God, that's that's a it's more than almost that's three years. I got to admit, yes. though. All this talk has like started to make the E3 like excitement. Yeah, real. it's happening. I'm excited. I love yeah. E3. I'm like, I do. Me too. 
I also I do too. I'm not cynical. I I I'm actually like I was yeah, so no, sad I really that like I have oh, yeah. Every time I whenever I hear somebody complaining about oh E three, I'm like Aww. magic's gone, man. <laughs> go somewhere else. I, you know? I do assume we will see a whole lot more of Mario Golf Super Rush because that is coming out June 25th. More about Skyward Sword HD. More. Yeah. Uh, I'm just like going through this list. Oh. But things that we have learned about recently that are coming out soon after, I assume that we will see more gameplay of all of these things, maybe through a treehouse presentation where presenters go hands on with the game and talk with the developers as they play through the gameplay. Also, uh, Pokemon Brilliant, Diamond and Shining Pearl, we probably would have gotten a hands on um, demo if this had been a thing. So I assume we'll get some sort of preview uh, demonstrations of this. Maybe more Pokemon Legends Arceus. I'm not totally sure. I think they will focus more on their on the on the closer release date for Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl first. Um I think they might skip between Splatoon 3 unless it's really? coming out in early 2022. If it's coming out in early 2022, I think they'll show it. And if it's coming after E3 of next year, like after June of next year, they will wait to show more of it then. I think mm. even then, they tend to be super conservative on that front, right? They tend mm-hmm. to show things that are for the rest of the year. They like to, whatever yeah. their big holiday game is, will be the big centerpiece. Mm-hmm. And then everything else will be for later this year. They might they might show like a teaser or something, but in terms of big big showcase gameplay, treehouse kinds of things, they, they tend to hold cards very close to their chest. Yes, absolutely. And then, of course, we'll probably get some more Smash character reveals because there are two spots left. And Which is like said, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. There's still more Smash. I've, I've, uh, I've dropped off. I, of yeah, I can't train, keep up. No, but I, I think. Okay, to it be to admit, I it's partly because I have refused to get a line in Ethernet for my Switch and uh, Smash. <laughs> is hard and also i have not yes. seen my friends in person very often which is when i play smash so all of yeah. those things combined and i when i say playing smash is hard i just mean like it's like an action game and it's hard on your hands so i like oh, need to yeah. be very choosy with which of those games i play and playing smash by myself eh, eh. <laughs> so but but i like the character reveals i enjoy oh yeah them. i, I love the character fun. reveals <laughs> Who's um, left? I'm, I'm very well. Th- you said you you were talking about weird Goku. Nintendo earlier, Brian, and I I badly want at least one of their last two characters to be from what I would classify weird Nintendo, like mm-hmm. some. I mean, not 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 really weird, but I don't know. I want to see like King Boo or Captain Toad or Waluigi. I want to see just like an obscure Nintendo character get in there. Piranha Plant, like on the yeah. level of Piranha Plant. I actually, I I love stuff like that because it's like it is completely diagonal from the logic that I would have coming up with a character for Smash. Like, I feel like a lot of their characters are like, well, this is already a fighting guy in a fighting game, and so now he's here. And then Piranha Plant, they're like. What if that thing could fight? You're like, what? How does your brain go there? That's great. I love it. So yeah, I'm totally with you. More stuff yeah. like that would be super fun. The best character in Pokemon Tournament is, in my opinion, is uh, Chandelier, the giant <laughs> chandelier. Yeah. And that why would that be in a fighting game? But it is, yeah. and it's great. That so confused me. But I love playing as Chandelure. That was one of my favorite characters in that game, actually. I thought it was great. But we also um also I just wanted to quickly mention because we did do you think we will see the new Nintendo Switch at E3 this year? Uh, what a yes, we damn <laughs> will. 
Or it got, will got be there. Yes. It will be there with Breath of the Wild 2, which will have enhancements and launch day and date with the Super Nintendo Switch. Splatoon 3 will also be a launch title, but it won't be specific. It won't have the enhancements for the Super Nintendo Switch. I'm saying this all extremely authoritatively, even though I'm just making it up and it is off my Nintendo wish list. Like I'm writing a letter for fan art to Nintendo Power <laughs> in 1992. All right, so, if any of you are wrong, you will be fired from the Nintendo fandom. Just how, so you how know. Do, you don't when have did they? You, have, wait, you can't make me not like something anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking just now. They didn't announce the Nintendo Switch at an E3. Announcing no. hardware at E3 has been has become very uh, not cool anymore. No one wants well, to announce true. hardware at E3. Uh, announcing a hardware revision for a hardware that is selling tremendously well at E3 and not immediately putting that out available for sale would would be sort of detrimental. Like I was actually kind of annoyed with the way they did the Switch Lite because I, I believe mm -hmm. they were like, here's the Switch Lite. And then I don't think you could even, am I, am I wrong? You couldn't like pre-order no. it for a minute? Right, yeah, yeah I know. And it so to me, lot. like, I, I I think so much of that is based on momentum. And if you go, this is the big switch or super switch, big pro or whatever it's called. Big pro. What a bad, <laughs> big pro. Big John pro. This is like a fishing game. <laughs> uh, and, then not, big pro. and then I'm not immediately making it available for pre-order um, would be kind of an interesting thing yeah. to do. Because then you have a lot of people going like, wait, I, I still want to switch. Should I? get a switch now do i wait when am i yeah. supposed to get this like imagine they launch this thing late summer early fall like september area basically um uh, announcing it in june and showing it off and then just telling people well do, you know do what you got to do for the next few months while you wait like I, it puts people in a weird position because yeah no you're right you're right because then it will prevent people from buying a switch who would have otherwise so it would be much better to announce it no let's see they announced the switch three months before it came out. So they announced it in January, it came out in March. So no more than three months. However, it's not like they had a bunch of momentum with the Wii U going. So they could well, do yeah, that that's That wouldn't also, really... That's be, also true. Yeah. They're like, whoa, we don't want to cut into Wii U sales, guys. Yeah, no, we better right, hold off on this one. <laughs> I think, like... I think Switch Pro announcement, maybe not at E3, but whenever they're going to do it, and then simul put it on pre-order at the same time for however many months out, and then simultaneously announce a price cut for the Switch and the Switch Lite. They never Ooh. do big price cuts, Ooh. but even just $10, $20 price cut on either of those. Mm -hmm. I mean, counterpoint, though, like, what do they need to price cut the Switch? They're selling. That's the thing. There's no, like, there's going to be shortages of the Nintendo Switch in Japan because Monster Hunter is just selling so right. many units that, I mean, PS5 is hopeless. We're, no one's ever going to get a PS5 again. Just forget about it. Wait for the PS6 at this point. Yeah. But the Switch is going to be in the same boat like it was last summer. Like, do you, does anyone remember, you know, I don't know if it's just because that's my job, but every person I know is like, hey, man, where can I get a Switch? Hey, man. Animal Crossing switches. brought people to the to the fandom that had never that hadn't owned a Nintendo system ever yeah. or in decades. The, yeah. Like anecdotally, the number of friends I had hitting me up being like, "How do I get this Nintendo thing?" And I was like, "What? Who are you?" Like, what, I, you <laughs> I, need, I need it. I need Animal Crossing so I can go on virtual <laughs> Tinder dates. I need it right now. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I think that's that's an interesting philosophy. That said, if they position the the, the big pro as uh, something that is, you know, 
kind of night and day for different audiences than the regular switches, then I don't think you need to need to worry too much. Like if it becomes this premier item that's, you know, really pushing for 4k and all this other stuff, the average consumer maybe doesn't need or care about that stuff. A, a kid just trying to play Mario Kart or, or smash isn't necessarily looking for that kind of stuff. Um, nor is the average casual gamer. Um, I, th- I think maybe there is a value to saying this is what we're making and you can't buy it for a few months. Cause I think the average a person was just like, well, I'll, I'll just stick with the Switch Lite or the regular Switch, you know, collect my animal clothes in Animal Crossing, you know, whatever I got to do. Yeah. yeah. No, you're probably right. That is that is the correct business argument, I think. I just want a I just want a cheaper excuse to get a Switch that is not the basic one. I want right. one that looks cute. Oh, I speaking i i did get the monster hunter switch right? <gasps> oh shocking news here tonight uh, and i also got the 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 pro controller oh, oh that is goodness. it is right. really cool let's see did i get it okay i got it to focus i know like it didn't i feel like i didn't i couldn't tell how shiny the gold was until i got it it looks yeah. really nice i'm very yeah, excited you're just listening uh it, there's gold on it and it's very shiny it's a gold magnamalo it's very cool that is and i i cool. also i I needed I needed a new switch. I know that we're probably going to get an upgraded version at some point, but my switch has been falling apart and mm. I am afraid for its life. So I needed a backup switch before that happens because I don't know what will happen with my game saves. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. so most of them will be fine, but Pokemon and Animal Crossing would not. So I need I need a physical switch right. before I let that one you know be retired um also speaking of a new nintendo switch i did just really quickly want to mention the most recent 12.0 update was data mined by oatmeal dome and even though it looked like not a whole lot on the surface it did suggest that the dock seems to allow for the for the the update seems to allow for the switch dock to be updated itself and separately the data miner also um mm. showed the firmware update adds audio support to the switch's bluetooth driver however no idea if it's actually going to be implemented or used in the future. It's just a thing that they're guessing based on the code that they read. So. I've long yeah. been saying I think that the next switch could very possibly just be a dock with a GPU in it. And Bluetooth. Uh, and, and now in Bluetooth. Wow. <laughs> I don't, I don't All know. the technology that 2007 has to offer an audio. The, the update was definitely underwhelming for like a whole number oh yeah you know yeah like it was like what was it 12.0 and it was just like this this isn't Fix really a- cloud saves yeah oh, hell yeah you know yeah. top of my list mm-hmm. um yeah no yeah, i think there's like a lot of very like incremental quality quality of life stuff that people are looking for um that just i don't know it hasn't hasn't happened yet i don't it's not make it or break it for me i love my switch but for like a big whole number update like that i was kind of hoping for a little more I had to boot up my 2DS very recently, and I realized that I had this, like, adorable Kirby skin on the home screen. Where are my skins on the yeah. Nintendo Switch? Yeah. I want to put I want I want a a big, goofy Kirby looking at me in the background. Yeah. yeah. I, no, I regularly spent real money in that um, rabbit claw machine game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Goofy stickers all over my front page of, of my 3DS. <laughs> right. like, And different, I had, like, Zelda themes and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Had, like, Mario sticker. It was, it was great. I miss it. Yeah. I had Majora's Mask theme and it played this song of healing and it was beautiful. I want oh. I want that. I also want folders. Holy crap. Please oh. give me a way to organize my games. I hate mm-hmm. trying to find games. I can never find them. It sucks. I'm so mad about it every time. 
I'm sorry. Maybe I should. Maybe I have too many. Games That's their big Switch, E3 reveal. Folders. Oh. I, I I think all of us would go crazy. We'd be like, yes. Yeah. It, would be, it would be like Animal Crossing fans when they announce that you can sit down. In Animal Crossing. <laughs> we all just lose our minds over this single animation. I, I want a way to sort of compartmentalize the games that you have installed and the games that you own but aren't installed. I feel like. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so like, mm. you can hit like A to Z or, or whatever and then go through and you're like, well, most of these have a little icon next to it telling me that I don't have them installed at the moment. Um, it'd be cool to just put all that like in a weird pantry or something, you know, just like shove it in a corner. Um, instead uh, of just Shigeru Miyamoto those. broom closet. Weird just pantry. put it right in right. there. There's going to be a lot of room in there once he pops out. <laughs> well, I'm looking very much looking forward to the broom closet announcement during Nintendo's E3 this year. But we did get a really cool announcement, a surprise announcement yesterday. Gone is Mario 99, but now we got... Pac-Man 99, a new Battle Royale yep. on the Switch right now. It's yeah. kind of, it's a lot like Tetris 99, Super Mario Bros. Uh, 35 before it, sorry, 99. Pac-Man 99 is another new multiplayer-focused take on one of the most iconic games. There's still ghosts and power pellets and a bunch of different mechanics. And there's also additional paid contact that unlocks classic Pac-Man modes and Namco themes based on Xevious Galaga, Dig Dug, and more. This is free for everyone with a Nintendo Switch Online, at least the Pac-Man 99 mode, which pits you up against 98 other people in a, in a Pac-Man Battle Royale. Have any of you been able to try this out? I have, yes. yeah. I've played a bunch of it, and I, I'd like to announce that that Nintendo Switch Pro Controller D-Pad still sucks. So yep. bad. It will still bad. get you killed constantly. I don't understand. All the time. Yeah. Do not play this. Like, you can't play this game with the with the left joystick. You have to play with the D-pad. I implore you to use a third-party controller or your Joy-Cons. Um, it is uh, uh, just wildly unreliable to play this game with the D-pad, just like Tetris 99 was, which is a bummer because the game's super fun. It's really, really cool. Yep. I'm, I love this sort of battle royalizing of retro game Everything, franchises yeah. like this it's 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 so clever it's brilliant i i feel like i've played every iteration of pac-man despite not being great at it kind of like the way seth plays shmups where you like you adore yep. everything about them but when you actually play them you're not great at it i'm not like amazing at pac-man or anything i always appreciate it um but uh this this game's super super fun the d-pad is immensely frustrating so see if you can find a workaround that was my exact experience too. I I would have like a train of ghosts going yep. like all around. I'm like, ooh, baby, I'm gonna get that power pellet and just gobble them up because that feels so good. Mm -hmm. And then I would try go to left. hit the D pad <laughs> and I would go the other way and run right into a ghost. <laughs> yeah, the best I got was like 45th. I mean, I've only been playing it a little bit, like maybe an hour. Whereas yeah. with Super Mario uh, 99, I was getting like first place. I think like my fourth game or something. So mm -hmm. yeah. So I played well, no. this um, last night. I played Pac-Man 99 last night, and I have a 33% win rate. Damn! With the wow. Pro Controller. Woo. I don't know. Maybe yeah, the best you have the Monster Hunter one. That's why. It's got <laughs> the spirit of Magnum. Oh, hey, look at that. Thanks, Red. <laughs> There's my win on the screen if you're watching it. Nice. Um, okay, look, I, I have a 33% win, win, win rate because I won my third game and then I stopped playing. So... <laughs> <laughs> But I'm going to keep that. I'm never going to play again. Yeah. So I can just you just throw that out there and maybe not you know, specify, not clarify. But I do I do have some tips for people if you want to try. Oh, yo, game. for real. Like, <laughs> hit me. I I was going to go and see if we had a wiki. Like, no joke. I need I need to study this. So 
here's here's what I did. The power pellets. So, okay, there are a couple of things to know about. There are Jammer Pac-Man. And if you're watching the screen, um, you could see their little, like, outlines of pac-man if you run into them they slow you down however they are exponential so the more you run into the more it will slow you down and the longer it will take to recover so those are bad however picking up a power pellet will not only make you able to eat the ghosts it will also make all of those disappear so you kind of want to balance what i was doing i would balance saving those power pellets to eat right before the ghosts become bad again and then i would immediately go and eat a power pellet um, okay. To like constantly make it so the ghosts were never a threat, and to get rid of the the bad. The fruit would also completely reset the board as well and make more things appear. So save the fruit for when you need more power pellets and more. I actually don't have any idea what eating the regular dots do in this game. Yeah. But, uh, I, I just made that a point to do anyway. I'm not totally <laughs> sure what it does. Um, also, the other thing to know that there are red. Uh, outlines of, that sometimes appear and if you hit any of those you will automatically lose um, I don't think oh yeah you can see it on the screen if you're watching it here but there's a, a red um, Pac-Man jammer if you hit that you just you just die so don't Uh-oh. touch that and also um, last thing when you hit a fruit and make all of those appear there's like a lot to it but the point is to wait to eat all of those ghosts trailing behind until you have a ton of them because the bigger your combo the more hate you send over to your opponents i got that playing three games in 15 minutes i swear i got none of that and i played for like an hour so (laughs) thank you what happens i noticed sometimes when you go around a corner he'll like spark a little bit what's up with that I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Like I, I didn't notice. <laughs> I don't know if it like gives you any bonus, but I accidentally, because of my D-pad, yeah. right as they turned from like blue back to normal ghosts, I crossed over it and it like blinked them out for a second. It was like, whew, like I did hmm. something special. I don't know. I don't know. This is the problem I had with Tetris 99. I'm I'm average at Tetris, but I enjoy it. It's very soothing. So I went to go play Tetris 99 and I started playing it and I found out that now now that it's Tetris 99, there are all these secret rules to Tetris that I did not know about. And and that's why I'm afraid of Pac-Man 99 because apparently there's a lot of secret rules to playing Pac-Man that I didn't know. Yeah. This it, th- these games definitely sort of take the meditative ideology behind a lot of these classic games and just turn it into sheer anxiety. <laughs> Maybe that's what you're looking for. Like Tetris 99, no. I went for. I was the same way. Like I used to just be hunched over the Game Boy screen, like listening to those little chip tunes and just like stacking up blocks. So and 99 was just like, get out there and get all the blocks. And I was like, oh my god, calm down. I, the, the, music, the music that plays through it is a bop that was like yeah. you know, nodding my head to it it was good mm-hmm. but also i don't did you guys see my face when i was playing the end of that game it i am so focused i look so stupid <laughs> i was just like i can't only look at the screen and think about nothing else so that my perception i don't know it's like if i make that face my perception becomes more clear <laughs> now you have to like see through the walls of the code basically and just like lock yeah in. there you go <laughs> you stupid focus face. but hey i won so it's fine if you, you gotta won. make a stupid face to win that's all that matters please don't it's look like at me when i'm playing smash neo just worse. sees the matrix behind him whoa, whoa. <laughs> But no, I did. I did have fun with this game. I'm glad the Nintendo is continuously giving us free stuff for being maybe patrons. keep it around. Yeah, keep it. Don't Not like Super Mario. Don't murder Batman. Sorry, I'm still very hung up on the fact that they murdered Mario. I I thought I I really thought that in April they would come out with something to to say 
I, I don't know, some so kind wait, of Mario more. related announcement mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. like, no, Mario's not. I mean, I know, I know it's a joke that everybody made up and they, they aren't going to acknowledge the fact that they have murdered Mario, but, but I was hoping for something. And the fact that they've said, just said nothing about Mario is just very hurtful it's, to me. It's interesting that like with the 3d all-stars collection, like there's still physical discs out there kicking around and will be for years, but super Mario 35 is dead. And that's, yeah. A, yeah. that's weird. We're never getting so that. Just, it's just gone. Yeah. It's yep. just, just have this like, a wholly original Super Mario game that was from Nintendo. Pretty fun. It was pretty fun. Yeah, that just that you can't play anymore. Um, I don't. know. There's a part of my brain that's just like, well, that's that's odd. Like, uh, the, you have there's access to pretty much every other Mario game ever made, right? Like, most of the rest yeah. of them weren't like weird timed events. Um, but yeah, so I do hope they they find a way to like preserve this in some way uh, down the line, you know, and just say it's back. They'll, yeah, they'll, they'll bring it back eventually, I think. Maybe it's just like a Volt game. Yeah. You can't just get rid of it forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be uh, like Doug Bowser and Miyamoto, like uh, when they're digging up Billy Bats and Goodfellas, just in Mario, because <laughs> they got to we'll move. See. We will see. But I hope everyone is enjoying Pac-Man 99. And maybe this was not enjoyable. Reb, I know that this was a very sad moment for you, but Isabel and Tom Nook Build-A-Bear sold out after an hours-long queue. Oh. This is a headline that you yourself yeah. wrote. Can you please he tell did. us about that? So, I got I got in this queue. I got... I fe- we heard we heard last month that Animal Crossing and Build-A-Bear were doing a partnership. and didn't say what they were making. Um, no, no idea what this was going to be. And you could sign up for updates, and I did, because uh, I like Animal Crossing, and I like stuffed toys. And I got... We got an email... Uh, the other day saying, let's see, when was this? Did I do this two days ago? Yesterday? Yeah, I, time, was... time has no meaning. We, we got an email the day this before week. this happened explaining that, hey, you, this is going live tomorrow. You know, you can get in the queue at nine. My time, it was 930 Central. It'll open up. At, you'll be in a waiting room at 10. So I, I opened up my email and we finally saw in that in that second email the day of what they were actually selling. <laughs> which was an Isabel and a Tom Nook. And I'm gonna throw shade at Build-A-Bear here. They didn't look great. I, I don't love a lot of their licensed stuff. I like their bears and their rabbits and their normal animals. I thought their Pokemon were pretty good. Okay. Oh, I put him away. I have a Charmander that's wearing a Sonic t-shirt. I put that away. And I, I should have brought oh, it. Oh, that's because it's cursed. Um, I, I think some of their Pokemon are real goofy looking. I don't like their Pikachu. No. Uh, but I saw these things, and my, my little sister who loves Animal Crossing wanted an Isabel. So I thought, okay, I'll stay in this line, and I'll get her an Isabel. So I'm in this line. It, it, it opened up at 9.30. I got in line at 9.32 in the morning. And I sat in there for almost a half hour, and then at 10... I was put in a waiting room and the way they explained it worked out is if you were in the queue in the half hour before you would be put in a random spot in the waiting room. Uh, I was not in a good random spot. Apparently uh, I waited in that line RNG, for over yeah. three it's, hours. It's like those, it's like those, um, God, what, the theme park ride lines where you wait in line, wait in oh, the line. Fast they, pass? Just put, they put, ev- oh. no, they put everyone in a room and then they make a new line after the room, yeah. but everyone gets jumbled up in their place in the room. And there's no, and- Bad. Yeah, and I understand why they did it. They did it because <laughs> robots can k- click faster than humans, and if they if they did put it in order, then the robots would all go first. And so I understand that. Okay. I did have a friend who was also in the queue who was in front of me, and she was very frustrated because she actually got up to the point where it was her turn to buy a thing, and she clicked on the button, and she got an error screen that said, something went wrong, click here to get back in line. So she never got one. Uh, I never got one. They sold out before I was able to get one. And then I, I haven't researched this, so I don't know if this was actually a thing you could do, but I saw a thread going around ERA uh, saying that there was a way to... 
I, I guess I guess mess with the web page in some way or like change a value in like Chrome or something to jump to the front of the line. And people were using that to cut. So it was just, wow. I mean, it's this, it's basically the experience of buying anything Nintendo related online in the year of our Lord Mario 2021, <laughs> right? Like that's, that's the situation. So I didn't get one. They're coming back. I'm not too disheartened about it. You know, my sister's fine. So she can do without her Isabel. I'm but still it's, laughing it's, it's, at it's when you're saying that a, a robot can click faster. I'm just imagining like a Terminator, like holding a Build-A-Bear, like, thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the licensed Build-A-Bears always look like um, when you see a guy in Times Square dressed as like Elmo, and you're like, that's off. Like, it's yeah, a little, it's a little, a little funny. Oh no, um, we work for tips. We work for tips, man. It was, it was actually a tremendous relief to see those things and then be like, I don't want that, because I knew I knew, I know the battle that ensued. I knew it was going to happen. Oh, you don't want to get a Tom Nook and put a, a sound bit in it that says, give me your money. Yeah. You don't want that? So my my kid actually they sent us um the they sent IGN a couple years ago the Super Mario Build a Bear stuff. There we go. Oh. Is it wearing a Sonic shirt? Yeah. <laughs> I had a tutu. I love that it. looks like a like a homeschool child. <laughs> <laughs> I got him when I took aforementioned sister to Build-A-Bear years ago to get an Eevee Build-A-Bear because she loves Eevee and that's what she wanted. And I was there, so I thought, what the heck, I'll get one. And the only, they had one Eevee left, so that's what she got. And okay. I got the Charmander. And I, you know, whatever, I stuffed the Charmander. And I was looking for clothes for, for this little dude. And they had a Sonic the Hedgehog t-shirt and tutus. Perfect. So. That's perfect. I love it. That's what sure. he got. Yeah, look, he looks a little bit off. I posted a picture of him on Twitter the other day, and I got a lot of jokes about how he's Agumon from Digimon. Which, oh, gosh. Oh. I mean, they already so look kind of similar anyway, but in Build-A-Bear form, yeah. Yeah, I see it. So we yeah. have the uh, – Build-A-Bear sent IGN the Super Mario one uh, a couple years ago, and it's weird because they did they did Mario, Toad, and Bowser. But I believe Bowser is just like – it's like Times Square Bowser Man where it's just like, <laughs> it looks like a guy in a suit. And then Toad is just like a vaguely off-model – toad but then mario is a is a bear like he's a bear he's he's a bear with mario's clothes on um sounds adorable and his his hand has this thing where you push the button and it plays a super mario theme song but the battery slowly died over the last few years so when you push it now it just goes like and it's terrifying and my kid is actively afraid of it so i have to make sure like if i ever move the bear i can't touch the hand because it'll it sends this haunting chime through the house. So just I don't, build a bear. They do good stuff, I guess, over there. You should sample it, make a vaporwave track out of it. Ooh. <laughs> well, I I hope that you are. I Reb, I almost called you Isabel because I'm reading Isabel. I hope you're able to get Isabel soon when they relaunch that line sometime in the near future. Maybe they'll let you know an hour before. Who knows? I just want them to have more than Isabel and Tom Nook. What? Yeah, what that was weird. Most basic possible choices. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants well Celeste, just... the little owl. Yeah, I've, mm. I've heard like a lot of people want Celeste. Celeste is very cute. Yeah, she's cute. So really quick before moving on to what we've been playing, uh, I wanted to mention that IGN has released an article about the top 10 controllers of all time curated by people at IGN. And there were quite a few Nintendo entries on that. Number 10 was the Wiimote. Nine was the SNES slash Super Famicom controller. Eight was the GameCube WaveBird specifically. And thank you, Seth, for the visual representations. Oh, wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. Say, okay, say them okay, again. Okay. 10 was the Wiimote. That's a wonderful, oh, a beautiful wow. Mario Wiimote. It's the Mario one. Yeah, we have the Luigi one too somewhere. Good flex. Number nine was the SNES controller. 
which is a good one. This is actually from the Super Nintendo Classic. I don't know where my SNES one is or my Super Famicom one or my ASCII pad, which is actually the best Super Nintendo control, but I'm sorry. That'd probably be a superior controller to use for uh, something like Pac-Man 99. Um, We also got number eight, the GameCube Wavebird, specifically the Wavebird. But that's the, the, yeah, there we go. Oh, the Platinum I also want to... Super good. Mm-hmm. I want to flex that I still have the battery uh, cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this oh, is yeah. my original. Can you? I never had a WaveBird. What is explicitly better about a WaveBird than a Ray? Because I love a regular well, GameCube controller. It's wireless. It's the first wireless controller that didn't suck. Every wireless controller oh. before this used IR, which is the same infrared yeah, light yeah. as like a um, as your remote. So you'd yeah. be playing, and your mom would walk in front of it, and you'd be like, "Well, there goes my game," uh, yeah. because mom got in the way. Thanks, mom. I think it, the ad for it showed someone playing, like playing the game at a, a dinner table or something. Yeah, yeah. It did have a, play it, it loud. He's probably like this. Wow. It did have a weird thing where people would, and no one can explain why or how, wake up in the middle of the night, walk in the other room, pick up their wave bird, take off the battery cover, and put it in a garbage disposal. <laughs> and I don't know why. Because fifty percent of waybirds are missing the battery cover on the back, and I'm usually good with those things, but like I yep. don't know where they go. Like gremlins steal them in the night. It's insane. No, for for half the life of this wave bird, I didn't know where this was. We moved. <laughs> I think we moved into this house, and I was unpacking a box, and I was like, "Oh my god!" You'll it's just so, like I, it's like you were changing the batteries, and you're like, "Oh no, some, there's something on the news." I'll come yep. back in a few years. Like, <laughs> I don't know what happens. It's it's a bizarre phenomena. I do. I do have to mention all of these. The GameCube wave bird. The durability is phenomenal. Mine yes. still works. I have no idea how. How does it still work? I mean, but mine it does. Kind of cruddy, but yeah, it eh. works perfectly. <laughs> I would. Yeah, it's a little. It, you know what? It's actually sticky, so that's kind of gross. <laughs> but it works. It's fine. It works. No problem. Works great. And coming in at number six is the Switch Pro controller, which I do agree feels great. And the the rumble and everything included in it feels great as well. However, I have like I don't recent controllers. I just run into more issues than I did with older controllers, and I wonder if just because yeah. the technology and the new ones are just is just better, which makes them I think that's more delicate. Yeah, I think that's so. what it is. It's just more more to them. Like, if you have you ever opened up an original NES uh, controller? There's like a circuit board with like six leads on it. It's the most basic thing in the world. And then if you like, oh, I'm not going to, but if you open up one of the Joy-Con ones, you know, there's uh, there's actually space aliens, tiny <laughs> space aliens that live inside and they can't be replaced. They crashed here a hundred years ago. Nobody oh, knows dang. where they came from. Well, that makes yeah. sense. And I did want to say that the number one voted of all time from IGN.com is the Xbox Series Elite 2. Which is fair. Yeah. I think and that's a fair controller. I do implore everyone to go read the full article, Top 10 Controllers of All Time. But I would like to move on and talk about games that we've been playing this week. So let's start with you, Reb, because we didn't get to you last week because we spent the whole time talking about Monster Hunter. I apologize. No, that's okay. Uh, Well, I finished Bravely Default 2, and I don't don't want to go into any spoilers for the ending of that, except to say I really liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought... I thought the gameplay was very good. I feel like that team has basically refined that style of RPG to this beautiful sheen. It was very fun to play. It feels unfinished. The final Ooh. two chapters of the game, and not not unfinished. The things that are there are finished. It is it is a it is a polished game. It is well done. It is not broken. There, the final two and a half is chapters of that game feel short and empty and padded with extra boss content 
in a way that the other two did not. I mean, this is a series that does tend to have very challenging optional bosses, so the fact that they existed at all wasn't surprising, but it, it felt like there was a real good story and a real real good plot going on, and there were some really good ideas uh, for interesting, weird meta-nonsense to happen at the end of the game that we saw a little bit of, but it... I don't know, it felt, it felt rushed at the end. It felt like we simply skipped to an ending at, at a couple different points, and I... I don't know what was supposed to be there. I don't know if anything was supposed to be there. Maybe that was just the intention, but I, I don't know if it was a it was a COVID thing where they ran out of time or or what happened. But I I don't know. It felt like there was something that was supposed to be there. But overall, I loved it. Very very good game. See, I didn't. That's weird because I didn't feel that. Way. I actually felt like um, the ending, the last chapter was too long. Like I was like, I just wanted it to be over. What were you doing in the last chapter? The game. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, well, well, I was the, also so trying to. I was also trying to figure out like what I was supposed to do because I was right, playing it for fair review. Enough. I think but... I, so the problem I had is there's in, in the final chapters, there are a, a number of optional bosses. You do not have to do them. Yeah. Um, and I, I was in a situation where I wanted to do everything. And so I thought if I do all these optional bosses, I will unlock something, some story, some, yeah. some very yeah, yeah, cool yeah. thing. And they were very difficult. And so I spent, you know, a couple hours doing this very specific thing to grind. And I, I ended up with all my characters at level 95 with all my jobs maxed out. It was, it was a little ridiculous. Uh, it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. And then I went and I beat all these optional bosses and I absolutely took them to the cleaners. They, yeah. not even, not even a question. And, and I, I completely dismantled them all. And then there was nothing after I finished them. I got, I got the things you get from beating them. And then that was it. And then I went and finished the game and the final boss was a joke because I was so overleveled. And, yeah. And and that was just it. And I think I think I wanted there to be something more to the story at the end, or something more to find that wasn't just more boss fights. Uh, and and it was it, it wasn't that way. I I know people say that the first Bravely Default the the last couple chapters were very padded in a way that they did not like. I love the weird mental hoops that you have to jump through in the first Bravely Default, and I didn't think this one quite took me through the same once but it was still good I, i'm bragging on it right now i really loved it it was so fun i dumped 60 hours into it something like that that's wow you're way better at this game than i am because <laughs> i did 65 <laughs> or 65 hours and i didn't get up to level 95 so well I, I found a thing that let me level up very 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 quickly uh at the end well uh, so that was that was kind of the main thing that I did. But I also I I had started playing Kentucky Route Zero when it came out on the Switch in 2020, and I got through the first three acts. And I finally sat down and I finished Kentucky Route Zero uh, just this last week. And again, another another game I don't I really don't want to spoil for people. It is a very narrative heavy game. If you if you look at some of the best narrative writing in a video game I've ever seen. Uh, oh wow! It's a game about a man named Conway uh, who is complete he is delivery driver uh in kentucky completes it is trying to complete the final delivery of the antique shop that he works for because the antique shop is going to shut down after he does this final delivery it's trying to find a place called five dogwood drive and stops for directions and is led to this mysterious underground uh almost paranormal highway called the zero uh cool. and he he ends up going through this this strange journey and picking up all these other characters along the way who join him for various reasons um it is it is a very sad story at times uh it it talks a lot about labor um and and 
how society treats labor and the people who do it. Uh, it has a lot of you know really interesting things to say about that. Uh, it can be very beautiful at times. The ending is absolutely fantastic, and it is told in the structure of a five act play. So if you if you like theater, it's it's an absolutely wonderful game. Loved it with all my heart. It deserved every award that it won and more. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Now I I feel like I really missed out by not playing it yet. It's still there. It is on your Nintendo Switch family of systems. I can do that. I can do that. I can play this game. Seth, what have you been playing? Well, uh, of course, I said I've been playing Pac-Man 99. Mm -hmm. I have been playing uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion for some reason. I thought that'd be fun, but that's not Nintendo. But the big one is I started playing Monster Hunter Rise and it clicked for me. All right. And I actually have been enjoying myself playing it. Uh, There's like an IGN group of people who play and go hunt together. I haven't joined it. And it's the reason is because uh, when I named my character, I thought it'd be cute to like have a little play on words like monster hunter rise. And I named my hunter honey riser. And every time a character talks to me and they're like, Hey, honey riser. I'm like this sucks. I, this name was not clever. This is a very dumb, dumb name. And it's embarrassing. It sounds like a villain from like an image comics in 1991. Like that they, yeah, that spawn had to fight. That's not a bad um, thing. You're describing a good thing. I... <laughs> no, no, I'm not so... I'm the one of the bad spawn episode or uh, issues. Not, not yeah. the cool ones. Sounds like a boozy dessert. Honey riser. Yeah, it sucks. Okay. I hate it. That's why I don't play I don't it. Anybody. Honey riser. I think it sounds like a cool anime that hasn't come out yet. Oh, Honey Riser. Mm, yeah. Ni- 99th Crystalline. Yeah. Fourth Sonata. Perfect. That sounds that sounds like an anime I would watch. I think it's a perfectly fine, very cool name. You just got to own it. All right, Casey. You know what? Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I actually don't feel as bad anymore. And even if you're lying to me, that's fine. I'm not lying to you. I'm not <laughs> lying. <laughs> but I'm really glad that you've been enjoying it. You've been playing. Yeah, it's uh, uh, he 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 has not played with me he played it i got it for him so he we could like rise up but now he's he's like super into cars so all he does is play forza and tell me about the ferrari aventador and the lamborghini countage which i'm also fine with because that's my favorite car of all time so um nope it's just me hunting all me and honey riser just i'm just imagining you going up to like hey son you want to hunt and be like nah dad i'm racing cars (laughs) exactly like like, slinking away (laughs) get out of here nerd trying to race my motorcycles and cars here oh yeah one day he's, he's curling like a 50 pound dumbbell and just flicks no, me one, one day he'll start and he'll get bully. to a monster that he can't beat and he'll be like dad i need your help fighting that's this the thing monster. is i i wish that that were true but like he kids just he'll beat every boss on that game <laughs> effortlessly and not even talk he had every achievement on titanfall 2 so Seth, you never oh know. Gosh. You never know when the time might come when a child in need might need to call upon the services of Honey Riser. That's yeah. true. <laughs> no. I will call upon the services of Honey Riser in the near future. Okay. <laughs> the next monster. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it, Seth. Brian, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been super hooked on this game called Undermine. It's a sort of top-down action adventure roguelite 
that's uh, got a little bit of sort of Binding of Isaac, Dead Cells, and Zelda all kind of kit bashed oh. together. I don't think it's like super revolutionary or, or, or anything, but I really, really love it. Um, it's one of those games where uh, you start off like kind of weak and underpowered. You drop down into this mine. You go through, you know, endlessly rearranged rooms and areas, uh, and then you die. And you take all the gold, you bring it back up, you put it into your like your axe and your gloves and your clothes. You get a little stronger, you go down again, you fight a little further, and you die. And you go back up, and you do it all over again. Um, and as you do that, you uh, you actually find people that join uh, your mine, and they're there permanently as part of like your little weird underground town, which is a little bit uh, kind of Steam World dig ish. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's totally scratching the itch for me. Uh, again, I don't think it's like a revolutionary game or anything. And there's a million roguelites like sort of in this genre at this point. But I this one's really grabbed me. I'm really hooked on it. I think like I got like a little like basically everybody in the entire video game industry, all the people talking about everything just jumped into Monster Hunter. And last year when we all sort of like Pikmin moved in unison towards Animal Crossing, I was like, <laughs> great, this is my speed right now. I'm down for this. Let's relax. We'll trade animal clothes and housewares and such. Monster Hunter came along and I was like, I'm not ready for your obtuse nonsense right now, personally, <laughs> my friend. All of you guys go do your thing. You have a great time out there. I was like, I need something a little more simple, rudimentary from my dumb child brain is sort of handled uh, and this game's been totally it for me and the cool thing is is i've gotten really good at it so it's uh, and my character's gotten really strong so my runs now last like 30 40 minutes so it'll be like one of those oh, wow. things where yeah I'll, I'll pop on it like i'll make a coffee and then start playing at like you know eight eight o'clock in the morning and then eight forty five i die and i'm like oh man i got like i made twenty thousand dollars down that hole go spend it get some better clothes go back in there and do it all over again just so, yeah, like there uh, will be really blood cool. We'll give a shout. It, this is it's on Switch. It's on pretty much every platform, but it's also on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass oh. and you don't want to spend money on it, just download it. It's you know not free, but it included in in your right. what you pay for. So Sweet. yeah, oh, give, cool. it a, give it a shot. Thanks, yeah. Brian. That does sound, that sounds undermine. Really cool. Undermine. Yeah, we just mm -hmm. talked about um, we just talked about Kentucky Route Zero, Bravely Default Two, Pac Man Ninety Nine, Oblivion, and also Monster Hunter. Like, you know, we have been the last couple of times. I have also been playing Pac-Man and Monster Hunter Rise. That's all you need to know. Let's move yep. on to question block. And I feel like this is going to open up a conversation longer than what we have because we have two <laughs> minutes. But really quickly from Edward Masuda, they asked, is the Donkey Kong Country series the unsung pinnacle of 2D side scrollers? No. Hmm. No. Like they, unsung. Are we Are we talking about the 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 revamped sort of modernized approach between that and tropical freeze. Or are we talking about the original trilogy? They said, they said, they just said the donkey Kong country series. So I assume mm. just generally the whole, the whole thing. Look, I All love, I love me some donkey Kong his his pals, Diddy. And, uh, I can't Dixie, remember. Trixie, Dixie, Lanky, Lanky, Funky, <laughs> chunky, uncle. Uh, All right, everyone uh, yeah. needs to go in the Funko. chat and tell us which which one. Are <laughs> uh, oh, what I was gonna say is, as much as I love those games, uh, they just the controls don't feel that great to me. Uh, everything okay. feels a little heavy. It feels a little little doesn't feel tight and, and good and delicious. Like you want to have a, some tasty jumps. Oh. I played the original Donkey Kong Country oh. games, but Get them on I your, really, uh, online. really, well, well, and I, I've looked at them, but every, I, I watch speedruns of them every year, but you know, when GDQ comes around, but every year that I see them, I think, 
mm, not for me too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really loved uh, Tropical Freeze. I thought that was yeah. an absolutely fantastic game. That's probably I played that back on the Wii U, and then I played it again when it came out on the Switch with with Funky with Funky Mode with Funky Mode, and I I had a wonderful time with, with both. I played it. I very rarely play the same game twice like that, and it there, was very very good. So yeah, that's I don't it, think it's, it's unsung. I think it's yeah. Very well I, I feel I feel like it's, it's perfectly right sung. It's it's where it it's, should be. Yeah, it's sung. At like a, a room, a room volume, I think. Which is, <laughs> um, no, they they are interesting platformers in that they are sort of tremendously momentum based. Like the, it is about this like connecting rolls into jumps and hops, then bops, and then keep going. Um, whereas I feel like a lot of other platformers are a little more methodical or explorational. The Mario games, especially the more modernized ones, where you can go backwards. Um, are about finding, you know, power-ups and stuff like that. They're not really based on these, like, levels that sort of self-destruct behind you as you go, whereas a lot of the Donkey Kong levels are about, like, a gorilla that destroys a temple and just (laughs) wrecks everything in his... Everything he passes by just collapses behind him, and he's like, oops! Um, Or, he makes a horrible noise, and his his brother or son, whatever that... Whatever Diddy is, is there. I don't know what their relation is. Nephew? Mm -hmm. Fred? I feel like I should know this. I watched a lot of that ABC. I feel like we discussed show. it on this show before. And then in the comments, everyone's like, no. And they brought out the family tree and the <laughs> genealogy. They did a 23andMe test. Yeah, it, yeah it's a lot. Determine. Well, yeah. I need it again. I think so. We've come to the consensus. Donkey Kong Country is sung just the right amount. And but maybe it's not the pinnacle of 2D side scrollers. I, I think a, a wrinkle I will add to this is that uh, they are routinely sort of um, uh, put down a little bit because they are not the Metroid games that people wanted retro to work on right. at the time. And right. I don't think that's mm-hmm. entirely fair because they're not, you're not really judging them by the games that they are. Right. You're judging them by the games that they aren't. And that's like, if you want to judge them as platformers versus other platformers, that's, that's, there's, there's definitely a lot of merit to that conversation, but people are like, I hate Donkey Kong because Donkey Kong kept retro from working on Metroid. <laughs> and I, I think that's, I don't think that's necessarily fair, even though I've probably said that on the show. <laughs> <laughs> even thought of it that way real quick i will say that the music when you're riding on the swordfish is like the best music on the super nintendo it's really good also just riding on the swordfish is just super fun and in real life it's really fun i really love the uh is this the rocket barrel levels the yeah the melody i think sorry tropical freeze has amazing music and there are multiple little motifs that carry through different levels that appear multiple times little melodies that you can pick out if you play it multiple times and the same melody plays in every rocket barrel segment but it's always spiced up by whatever the atmosphere of that level is and it like because there's a different one for the the rats and the cheese and there's another one for the (laughs) fruit factory whatever that was uh it's it's very good and the second you get in that barrel and that music kicks on i'm just like yeah i'm going i'm on the rocket barrel (laughs) tiny nintendo detail magic Love it. So thank you, Edward Masada, for your great question. If you would like to submit your question to Nintendo Voice Chat, you can always write to us at NBC at IGN.com or respond to our weekly question block post on our Nintendo Voice Chat podcast forums on Facebook. And with that, that is all of the time we have left for Nintendo mm-hmm. Voice Chat. You can catch us every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific time on your favorite podcasting platform. And remember, NBC is the only place you can. Get the thing. Get the thing.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.